All right. So, who is here with me on the Emru podcast? Raghav Chowdhury. How do you say your last name? Chowdhury. Chowdhury. Like Chowdhury. Chow. Okay. And then Dree. Chowdhury. Got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and where are you calling from, Raghav? I'm calling you from Nottingham, England. That is so cool. And it is what time there? It is now 8.13. And it is 12.13 yeah. here. Damn, that's a big difference. So cool, right? <laughs> So this is my third episode that I've recorded. So for people who have listened to the first two, it might seem kind of random that I'm doing the third one over the phone or over video chat, which obviously people listening can't see, but same day. Yep. So okay. do you want to tell everyone how how this came to be? Okay. Uh, it is quite funny, actually. Um well, basically, me and my friend Kyle were doing a like a live stream on Instagram, and Emily here um, like joined the chat, and then we just started talking, and then we just talked to Emily about Canada and stuff, and then one of my housemates really liked Canada, and then we just got chatting, and then from that, um, yeah, we decided to do a podcast. Exactly. So, like, when I joined this live stream there was like maybe I don't know like 16 people in it or something it was just super chill and we were all just chilling and chatting and and then it was right at the time when I kind of had started the idea of maybe doing a podcast because my brother had started a podcast and he was telling me how much fun it was and he thought that it would be a really cool thing that I could do alongside like with my blog and with my writing so Uh, After the live stream ended, I was just like, how cool would it be if I just, like, went out on a limb and, like, took a chance and messaged these guys? For all I know, they could completely ignore me and not message back. But you guys didn't do that. Didn't (laughs) do that. (laughs) Luckily, or else we wouldn't be here. And just say, like, hey, like, love your photography. He's a photographer, by the way. We haven't said that yet. (laughs) Um, and just be like, hey, why don't we record a podcast episode? Because yeah. I think that'd be super cool. Bringing, it's pretty cool. Bringing two sides of the world together, right? Yes, it's very cool. So <laughs> I can't remember exactly how I found your Instagram, but I feel like I had been following you for quite a while, maybe like a few months before you did the live stream and we all met. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your Instagram and what you do and all that jazz. Okay. Um, so I, I've been on Instagram for about three and a half years. And what I do is I just post a lot of my photography stuff, a lot of uh, people, animals, uh, landscapes. But I think it's mostly... I take photos of subjects. So if there's a subject in the photo, it really, for me, it brings the photo to life. 
And yeah, so I've been doing that for quite a while now. And apart from Instagram and photography, I I'm actually a student of biology and I study physiology and pharmacology at university in England. So those are like two complete opposites that yeah, I know. you have it's, an interest yeah. in, which I think is so funny. Um, how did you get into photography in the first place? Well, um, if you used to follow my Instagram like ages ago, um, you would have seen on my bio, it would have said iPhone only. And that's, that's because um, I used to take a lot of photos with my phone. Like, uh, just in high school and stuff, I just used to, like, oh, that looks cool, let's take a photo of it. And then I used to manipulate quite a lot, and um, I just really enjoyed the aspect. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it, and then one day I thought, you know what, how about we buy a camera? Because I was limited to, like, low-light situations and stuff and what I could do. So I thought, if I get a camera, maybe I'll be able to take better pictures, create... Uh, best Reddit, and I don't know, just have more fun with it. And that's where it kind of grew, and then that's what it's still doing for me. It's pretty cool. So cool. So, like, it kind of just naturally happened by accident one over over a span of time where you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. Maybe I should yeah. buy a camera. <laughs> so do you find that it was something that you, like, once you started taking, like, more I don't know more professional type photos like with a with a real camera not just an iPhone and stuff like that do you find that it was something that you had to like teach yourself and really work on like the editing and the settings and stuff like that or was it something that kind of just came naturally um I when I first got the camera I thought my camera was broken because <laughs> because when I, I I just picked up the camera because in the on a camera there's loads of different settings mm -hmm. So I picked it up and I took a photo and it was blurry. No, it wasn't even blurry, it was just black. And I, I was really confused and scared. And I was like, I, then I did a load of research on YouTube and I managed to sort it out. And it actually took me quite a long time to get used to the camera. But yeah, that was, it, was a, it, was, <laughs> it was a pretty hard process. Yeah. I've tried yeah. to mess around with camera settings before and it's way more complicated than you think it's going to be. You just, yeah, like, you, you feel like you're just going to, yeah, I'll buy a camera and then I'll just point and shoot and it's going to be perfect. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be like, but it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> at all. Yeah. Once you get used to it, it's completely fine. It's just second nature. Mm -hmm. But when, once you first begin, it's completely different to iPhone photography. So cool. Do you find that you can kind of manipulate, um, I guess, the style of the photo by not, not just changing the settings based on what it's supposed to be you know like you have to change the ISO depending on the light but actually like because I know I've heard of some photographers who manipulate the settings so kind of making them so that what they're not supposed to be based on like the lighting or the setting so that you actually right. get a more unique photo oh that's pretty interesting I haven't I haven't heard that but what I, what I do do is I shoot underexposed Okay. So I, I shoot my photos quite dark. And the main reason for that is to make sure I keep all the highlights in my photos. So if it's like a bright sunny day, what happens to most people is that um, most of the highlights in the photo are like blown out. So when you try and go to post-processing, all the um, the highlights are just blown out and you can't bring back any detail. But if you shoot, shoot underexposed, 
you can always bring the harlots back up again and the kept. Really cool. I was actually going to ask you, I have it in my my little notes here, um, how you came to kind of discover that style of photos that, I don't know if it's just what you use on your Instagram to like keep a constant feed going and have everything kind of mesh together well, but you have a very, very specific style to your photos that I've seen that's very dark, as you said, and very like... I was moody. thinking, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of words to try and describe it earlier, and I was like, ah, moody, brooding, very, like, overcast, they're, they're, yeah. they're beautiful, but they're yeah. very, there's a very specific style, so how did you, I like, land on that very... style? I guess it probably came from a lot of inspiration, and plus, since I live in England, it's always very gloomy, so that, that kind of helps, and I've always because I used to watch a lot of doc- documentaries when I was younger and I used to really like the ones where it was just mountains and snow and rain and thundery rainstorms and rainforests and like I really liked that and then if once I was able to create something like that with my photos, it was like something quite dark I just kind of enjoyed it and just kept going with that and trying to improve with it but I've, I find I find that a style that I, I kind of like and I'm probably going to keep on going with mm-hmm. is it the main style that you do for all of your photography or is it just the things that you post on instagram do you ever like experiment with other types of themes uh yeah i do most of the time uh, if i'm just shooting for myself or anything i'll probably i'll shoot how i shoot on instagram uh, which is quite dark and stuff <laughs> but then if i'm doing like a product shoot for a company say coffee or um, some clothes, or doing a fashion editorial shoot for a fashion agency, then I can't really shoot my style. I have to incorporate what the clients want. So I usually shoot like a lot lighter and a lot more happy kind of vibes. So it's, it's completely different, but it's still the same editing process. It's just making sure the photo is a bit more exposed, the highlights a bit higher, the shadows are brought up a bit more. It's just those tiny things, but overall it's still a similar process. Cool. And what type of work maybe most recently have you been working on, like with being hired for photography? Um, Like I was actually quite lucky because there's this um, barber shop in Nottingham, like a really classy barbers. And they like all the barbers, they wear like suits and they're very, they're like very tidy and clean. Um, so when you when you get in your head and they're wearing suits and it's, it's you feel very high end, mm-hmm. um, and then they contact me saying they want to do some kind of fashion editorial to display the haircuts, but also like outfits that would implement with the hairs, that, like the haircuts that they do. And I did that actually last Sunday, and it was really good. It was good fun. It's like completely different to my normal style because it's more fashion based mm-hmm. and I don't really shoot fashiony type stuff. So that was fun. You don't shoot fashiony type stuff yet. Yet, that's <laughs> true. I feel like after this, maybe because I did enjoy it, um, I might be doing a bit more. That I'm is, not sure. That's super, super cool. So would you say like people would be your favorite subject to photograph or is there something that you prefer more I feel, I feel like people are the most 
interesting subject because you don't know what they're going to do. And sometimes when, I mean, you can direct a person to an extent uh, while you're posing them, but when they portray their own emotion and just like easy laughter or just candid shots, it's just that they're my favourite type of shots. And that's why people probably are my favourite subjects because I find it the most interesting. Oops. Yeah, I find that they would be the most interesting. I have had to get used to, over the years, having my photo taken. So I've dabbled with a little bit of photography, but I've more so been in front of the camera um, for blog posts and stuff like that. It's, It's a process going from when you first start having your photo taken to actually feeling comfortable in front of a camera and feeling as though you can, I don't know, move in a way that it's going to be captured well without feeling self-conscious. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so do you find, like, that you can tell how a person is feeling when you're taking their photo? Sometimes, yeah, because... The one thing that I find, if a person is not like if a person is not feeling very comfortable with having the photo taken, is you'll see that their shoulders like really clenched up, mm. and like you realize your shoulders are very tight, and like oh, and then I just I just tell them to like roll it and just you know do a bit of a wiggle, and after that it's like they like laugh a bit because it's a bit weird, mm-hmm. but it it kind of loosens them up a bit and they smile and then they're a bit more comfortable, and then to make them feel a lot more comfortable is what they don't know is they think they don't look good in front of camera. But once you show them what they do look in front of camera, you take a shot and then you show them and they're like, Oh wait, that actually looks quite good. And it gives them like a, like a bit of self-confidence and it gives them that boost and they just feel a bit better about themselves. They're like, Oh, I actually do look kind of good. And then they're a bit more comfortable and it just makes the shoot a lot easier for the photographer and the model. Right. I always have found that, um, cause I've had the same person taking photos for my blog for a very long time. So there's only been a few select posts where I've had like guest photographers come on to take photos, um, probably like eight or nine different posts and that's it. And it's such a weird situation when I go from, taking photos with someone that I'm so comfortable with to just being yeah. thrown into this different situation and and you all of a sudden are back where you started feeling like n- not so much self-conscious because I know that I can you know like how I look in photos because it's happened before mm-hmm. but I don't know maybe it's just human nature to assume that if someone is paying such close attention to you that they must be judging you yeah. so I find I that guess- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because I was just going to say, because you get, you, you're more behind the camera. No, no, you're more in front of the camera than behind the camera. Yeah. So uh, you said you usually shoot with one kind of one person, you're really comfortable with them. But then once you go to shoot with somebody else, it's like you reset and you're just more like, just like more like into it. Not into it, but you know, a bit more tight and not relaxed. Is that because. Like, you don't know what to expect. Because I, I find that because models do tend to differ when they go from photographer. Like, um, they're comfortable with some, but then they're a lot more, I don't know, they're not as open as they 
could be with others. Totally. Uh, so I don't know what's the... I don't know. Like, it's a very strange idea to me because at the end of the day, it, it's it's just a picture. But there's something yeah. that makes us feel very scared or anxious about having a photo taken of us. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe because... Like, once it's taken, we can't change it or something? Yeah. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. So I feel like when I have, you know, gone to shoot with someone that I have never shot with before and maybe I'm not as comfortable around them, I just, you know, what you were saying before, you just have to kind of break the ice by, like, making a joke of it and yeah. just say, like... Definitely. Ah, this is so weird that I'm just, like, posing and you're taking a photo of me right now. But, you know, just get some sort of laughter going around it because it's... Yeah, laughter is really important. It's it's not a super serious thing that we're doing. It's, yeah. it's, it's artistic and it's fun and it's creative. So I get why people will feel uncomfortable having their photo taken. But as soon as you get over the hurdle of thinking you know, this person might be judging me, then it just, like, flows so much better. Like, three photos in, you're just, like, you can just let go and be totally fine. You can just be yourself and do anything, really. It's great. It's so funny because if you're uncomfortable, then that's going to make the photographer not be able to do their job well. So then instead of worrying about yourself, you have two people to worry about because you're just... I don't know. It's 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 just a very complicated relationship. But as soon as you just let go, then everything is just so much easier. Yeah, it's the same with the photography. If the photographer feels uncomfortable and they're being a bit closed and not really saying much, then obviously the model's also going to feel a bit uncomfortable, and they'll be like, "Are the photos turning out okay? Am I not doing it right?" And it just, they just it just thoughts just come into the head. It's not usually the case, but it's the thoughts that make you feel like oh, this this isn't going very well. That's so interesting to hear that it's the same on the other side of things. Yeah, that was interesting to hear what you said as well. <laughs> because obviously I'm never behind the camera, so I don't, I don't know what it's like to, you know, have that, like, rapport, I guess, with someone and try and make them, them feel comfortable. But I guess, like, if the photographer feels weird or isn't... Not even that they feel actually feel weird, but it's just like they have to show the person that they're ta- their subject that it's okay yes. to let go and mm-hmm. to be open. And I think that's what makes people the most interesting thing to take photos of and faces mm-hmm. especially. Yeah, cuz you can just capture what someone is feeling. Exactly, because at the end of the day, we're both we're both people, and that's that's what like sometimes I feel that's the idea that you need to go across. Like, if they're feeling comfortable and uncomfortable, and not comfortable, sorry, and I'm not feeling comfortable, we're going to have a mutual feeling. And it's not like say for models working with a photographer who's like who has a more more influence on the community, they might feel like oh, I'm not good enough or. You know, they might have feelings, but then they also have to realize a photographer also might be like, 
oh, I hope I do a good job today. I'm not sure if I can pull this off. So it's like we're all people and we do make mistakes and we all have those kind of thoughts and we just have to accept that kind of. So true. That's so, so true. That's something that I've thought a lot about ever since I really started, like, getting into my blog and Uh thinking, like, how have I transitioned from being so self-conscious and uncomfortable to where I am now? Like, definitely I have those moments where I still feel like that, but just definitely better. I'm like, how did I transition to get more comfortable? And I still don't really know. I just, I think it just kind of... It just kind of happens. You just kind of let go and then it just happens naturally. So how do you find you best balance doing all this photography, especially with like getting hired to do it and still going to school? (laughs) Well, recently what I did was I, well, I'm still on my break. I took a break from Instagram for about two weeks to um, just to get on top of my work because I had about four deadlines in the past two weeks and it was quite hectic. But I still had some photography jobs, which I did on the weekend. And what, in a normal case, what I do is I try to focus more on my, more on my work, my classwork over the weekdays, but my photography over the weekend. So it's like a, it's like a weekend job kind of thing. And through that, I'm able to get on top of my classwork, my biology stuff, but then also over the weekend, get on top of my my editing and my photography without having to worry about my classwork because I know I've already done it, mm-hmm. like within the first five days of the week. But sometimes you have you have situations which you can't control, and you either have loads of deadlines or you have. Um, crazy amount of editing to do for clients and stuff and it can be a bit hectic and then you just have to hope for the best hope for the best and you know go through with it just hustle through true and it's it can be hard sometimes to force yourself to prioritize school over your creative outlets because like obviously I'm going to school as well and blogging and now like doing the podcast and doing my Instagram that's my creative outlet and for the most part, I I love when I'm studying, but I would also just rather put all of my time and effort into the creative <laughs> things that I'm working on. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I, I'm exactly the same. I and freaking it, love biology, and I really want a career in biology because it's so interesting. But if I could choose to either read a journal article all day about... Uh, receptors and neurons and the brain or edit photos of a shoot that I did in the snow with a dog (laughs) I'd rather choose I'd rather choose the latter um because it's so much more exciting and so much more fun in a way have you ever thought about maybe like marrying the two and trying to do I mean I don't know if education is at the point yet where you could use photography for like a, a type of assignment in such a scientific yeah. field but wouldn't that be so cool if you could I think you talked to me about that before saying to merge bio to find, find a career I don't know if it was you or somebody else to merge biology and photography together and to find a career that incorporates both of them 
And because if I'm fine, then it's like perfect. That would be so good. But I, to my knowledge so far, I don't know any jobs like that. That would be very, very cool, though. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe I guess if I did something, because what I do is um, basically, to put it in brief, is the human anatomy and how drugs affect the body. Um, oh. But if, I guess it, I guess if I did like animal studies or marine biology, then I think I could quite easily incorporate photography into that. Because mm-hmm. I could be taking pictures of fish or wildlife and then incorporating the biology of the animal into the photo in a way. And that would be pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It would be super, super cool. Um, so you're backtrack for a second you're focusing on how like drugs affect the human body yes okay tell me a little more about that because that seems very fascinating uh so that's that's that area of biology is called pharmacology so how how drugs actually interact with the body causing the body to react and make us feel in a different way so um you have a lot of different drugs, like I was doing my report today, and we have we have a drug called, uh, say, yahimbine, and it acts upon these neurons called, um, which is in the brains, and then they release something called a neurotransmitter, which are chemicals, which are passed from neurons to neurons, and they cause um, a neurotransmitter called noradrenaline to release, and you know what adrenaline is, right? You've heard of adrenaline? Oh, yes. Adrenaline, yes. Yeah, yes. adrenaline. So noradrenaline is very similar to adrenaline. So okay. one way me. And it causes loads of different effects. So uh, yahimbine, what it does is it increases um, increases the amount of noradrenaline release. And this increases the effects of adrenaline over the body. And um, adrenaline can affect on loads of different receptors. And that makes your body react in different ways depending on... Uh, depending on your blood pressure or different kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that. So noradrenaline, for example, that's, uh, binds onto receptors called beta receptors and in beta receptors, do you know when, do you know people who have asthma, they take inhalers, right? Right. And when they take inhalers, it acts, the, the inhaler, um, the things inside the inhaler, the bits, the chemicals, they act upon beta receptors and that causes your, um, your smooth muscles in your esophagus and your bronchi to relax and dilate. So that allows the person to breathe. So that's Ooh. when they get that, you know, ease of sensation. Cool. I feel like this has just turned into a biology lesson. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, biology is great. I freaking love biology. It's super cool. I could so imagine, especially because of your very specific dark, moody, as you said, style of photography that you love to do and are so good at doing. Marrying that with, I don't even know, like the effects of a bunch of different or a specific type of drug and you could have like one subject, Mm -hmm. almost like a timeline, like a photo timeline of when they first take the drug to when it like affects Oh, the body? There's actually a really, really good idea. I think that could be super cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That is a really good idea. <laughs> I might have to make a mental note of that. I, I'm going to try. I'll, I'll create some ideas for that. That is a very good idea. Nice. Cool. <laughs> yep, cool. Yeah, because, nice. like, that would be such a cool way to, to you know, bring together your two passions and... Mm. Yeah, I I have this just yes. I have this image in my mind of a person in like the same spot yeah. whether that be like outdoors or wherever and uh-huh. then them just in different like phases yeah of it Agreed. affecting their body but in that same spot and in the same um I guess position of the camera so it's like the same picture but the per- the only thing that's different is the state of the person it's the state of the person i think the first example for some reason that came into my mind that would be a good example for this is the um the syndrome of epilepsy yeah. so if somebody was um, ep- in epilepsy there's like different stages of an epileptic fit so um you can, if you keep the camera in the same place and the subject's in the same place, you can go through all the phases of epilepsy until they have an epileptic fit. And that would actually be pretty cool. And it, it'll be actually a really good way to increase awareness of it as well because a lot of people don't know what it is. Exactly. And it would be, you know, if you're using this to, to share and post, mm-hmm. be a good way to tell people how to, you know, be aware and like spot people who may be in that sort of state that's true yeah you know (laughs) i just think because when um people with epilepsy when they're having a a seizure an epileptic fit when they're having a seizure on the floor uh most people what most people would do if they saw that they'd like go up to mask them if they're okay and maybe call an ambulance and stuff but what you should do is leave them alone and not touch them because they're completely fine. It's just they, what they need is that they need their body to um, just stop stimulating neurons and just relax. And once that's happened, they're back up and they're completely fine. And really? that's a lot. That's that's something that people don't know. They'll they'll be like really cautious and be like, "Oh, I need to help you," and like carry them to like a safe place or something. But that actually makes things worse. I did not know that. Yeah, that's very interesting. See, that's why I feel like awareness is quite important. That's so cool. I definitely think you should start some sort of project to do with I'm that. Try, I'm gonna try something. Else, but I'll try. I'll, I'll bring up some ideas with Kyle and then talk to him about it and see what we can do. Definitely. That would be interesting. Creds to Emily for the idea. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So would you say that since you kind of transitioned from? just taking photos for fun and having it be, you know, a creative outlet and a hobby to actually being hired to do it. Obviously you're still using it as a hobby, but you've also, you know, being hired to do it by different clients. Do you almost like attack that sort of shoot differently, like with a different mindset than you would if you were just shooting for fun? I feel like, yeah, I, I do have a different mindset because I know there's a standard that I need to meet and there's mm-hmm. expectations of me to get a photo that's to what the client needs, but also in my style. And it puts it puts pressure on me and I'm like, I need to do this and I need to do that. 
But when I'm just shooting for fun, I'm just like, I don't really care. I just take the photo. I'm like, oh, how about you try this? And maybe we can do this. And I don't really think about the end result. I just think about, oh, this is fun. Let's try this and that. But when I'm shooting for clients, it's it's a bit different than, but what I try and do when I'm shooting for clients is try to shoot as if I was shooting for fun. Because when I do that, I get the best outcomes. That's so funny that you say that because I was literally just about to ask, do you find like that you actually prefer the finished product from when you're just having fun because you're not taking it too seriously? Exactly. You're not yeah. worrying too much and then it just kind of flows naturally more so than when mm. you're, I need to, you know, I need to meet this deadline and I need to meet this standard and I still want to, you know, have it look as though it's me and my exactly. creative eye, yes. but still please these people, yeah. you know? It's difficult, yeah, because especially the fact I'm kind of new to the whole business side of this, it's like, it's a bit overwhelming. It was first a bit overwhelming to begin with because I feel like I had to meet a certain standard then what I forgot was people reached out to me because of my style. And I felt, I felt like I had to incorporate it into their style and make it how I think that they'd like it. But then I realized after I did a few um, few shoots with the different clients that I should just keep to my style and do how I do my shots because that's that's the reason they hired me. Exactly. And that's why, and that's why I forget quite a lot of times. I could definitely see that some as something that would like slip your mind because you you want to impress these people and you want to you know give them exactly what they're looking for but then you realize oh what they're looking for is exactly what I always do because that's why they hired me and that can just pass your mind so easily yeah so how long have you been um like actually being hired to do photography um, since, since December, actually. Okay, so not too long. So, yeah, so quite recently, December of 2017. Cool. So very recently. So was that a very, very strange thing at first? It was, it was kind of strange, but my first, my first job was kind of relaxed because it was just friends. So that was good. That's good. And do you find that, since photography is like your your thing that you do on the weekend, your creative outlet, your stress relief, whatever it may be, uh, that you would ever truly want to, you know, it, it, taking biology out of the picture, would ever want to make that into a career or continue like, you know, maybe just, just doing these jobs where you're getting hired on the side or yeah. do you want it to mainly stay as like just a creative thing for you to do? See, I, I've I've thought about this a lot, and I've I've talked to my parents, I've talked to my friends about this, and the answer is I'm not sure because what photography is for me is kind of an escape from my daily life, from school, from family, from sometimes even friends and all stuff, or just from myself. It just it just distracts me because when I'm into photography and I'm doing it. I'm just zoned out and I'm doing that and I completely forget about everything else. But the thing is, once if photography becomes a job and I do that, then if I go out to shoot, it's not going to be like, oh, 
I'm in my zone. I don't have to care about anything because I have to care about it and I have to care about what it's going to look like and I can't really do it for fun. And I feel like that's that'll change um, once I do more and more of it. So I see um, that's, that's why I've kept with biology and I kind of still want a career in in research or something and then maybe photography on the side but the thing is when I do photography and I do like jobs for other people and stuff I love it it's it's so good so I'm very indecisive about it but I feel like in the future I will probably make a decision and hopefully it'll be the right one I'm sure it will be (laughs) it's maybe maybe (laughs) It's, I doubt it. <laughs> it's usually the case. It can be almost like dangerous to start attaching money and a job to yeah. something that is so personal and so creative mm-hmm. and such a yeah. release for for mm-hmm. anyone. I think it you know, it's easy to just say, oh, this is something I love doing. So if that was what I did for a living and that's what I got paid to do, then that would be perfect. That'd be ideal. I could just get paid to do what I love. But then as soon as you, you know, start, start attaching money to it, it can be toxic, I think. Exactly. It's a, um, interesting dilemma <laughs> and that's why you just need to bring the two together biology and photography and make your own career so, if that if only <laughs> that would be wonderful I feel like the most interesting jobs are just jobs that maybe don't exist yet but you just create for yourself because it just works perfectly for you yeah I agree because some people do do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Think about, like, what blogging was 10 years ago. It was something Not that people the, would, yeah. you know, use as a hobby and stuff like that. And then it just magically sort of became these people's jobs. And now it's actually something that young people can pursue to have a career in instead of it, you know, just being something that's for fun and to share ideas and so people ask me a lot oh so you want to work in fashion so you want to be a blogger like you want to continue with your blog and you want to be a professional blogger and I'm like no I would rather keep my blog for me I would love Uh to keep doing it and continue growing it down the road even when I do have a full-time career but I would never want it to be my only thing that I do because I think I would just end up putting too much pressure on myself to make it perfect and it wouldn't be as much fun. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Because the main reason you're doing it now is because it's fun and you enjoy it. Exactly. And once you take that factor out of it, what actually is it for you? It's just another non-sentimental job. (laughs) (laughs) True. So are there any new, like, projects that you're working on, whether that be, like, just for yourself, 
for your Instagram or like for a new client or anything like that? Um, no, I wouldn't say so really, but um, how I mentioned to you, I did that fashion editorial shoot for that barbershop last mm-hmm. Sunday. That's the project I'm working currently. And my aim is to start the edits this weekend and try and get the photos back to them by the end of the weekend. Um, so that's my main priority at the moment. But I do have a few more shoots lined up, but they're very casual. Cool. Just with people who want to shoot and stuff. Just keeping it fun. I think that's yeah. the best thing you can do, especially while you're going to school, because it should be, you know, a, a, a way to get away from... Exactly, yeah. Midterms and assignments and tests and... Gross. All those gross things that we have to do. It's disgusting. <laughs> so we're going to post some... or. I, I'm going to post some photos, whatever you want to share. Okay. Yeah. On the corresponding blog post for the episode. Um, yes. So each episode is linked in a blog post and then people will click the link to go to SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever they're listening to it from. And um, I would love to have some of your photos on that blog post so people can see this moody dark almost overcast overcast. it's almost mysterious that's true i do i do get that a lot mysterious 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 and moody are probably the most two common words that are used to describe my photos so cool and maybe one day we can I can show everybody some photos from this, you know, evolution of taking a drug to having it affect your body photo shoot. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna make notes for that tonight and think about drugs and the most visual type of drugs. Yeah. And how I can incorporate into photos because that is such a good idea. I'm like, that I'm... is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm very excited about that, and I'm not even the one doing it. I just think that that's such a cool idea. <laughs> okay, you, you're the founder of the idea. I'm the founder of the idea. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming oh, it's on. It's been lovely. This has been so fun, and obviously I will link your Instagram and everything on the blog post so everyone can check you out and go follow you, because obviously they're going to want to after getting to know you here and yeah thank you so so much thank you emily